heart. Amen. Remain standing. Please take your hymnals, Psalm number 54. Psalm number 54. I'll tell you what, if you don't have Jesus, you don't have anything. Amen. Amen. I was reading a story about a man that had a, he was an evangelist and had a, a camper that he drove around in and, uh, and uh, it caught fire and on the side of the road and everything burned up. Even he had a Jeep hooked on the back and it burned up. And he said, could you imagine losing everything in just a short amount of time? Because everything they had was in that camper. And this was years ago. Everything was in that camper, everything, their, their vehicle on the back, all lost like that. But we have Jesus. You know, that's one thing the old world can't take away. You know, the devil can take away a lot of stuff and really cause a lot of troubles in that. But no one, he cannot take Jesus from us. Thank the Lord, what a wonderful song that is there. I love the old songs, don't you? That's why we celebrate Old Fashioned Day, because we believe the old-time way. I love the old songs, and uh, I love old-fashioned preaching by an old man. All righty, amen. Thank you. Thank you, you both of you that are related to me. All righty, Psalm number 54. Did I tell you that? Uh, no? Yes, I did. Someone said no. Turn to your hymnals in Psalm 54, all right? Uh, there's, there's one in every crowd, isn't there? You ready? Okay, we got, we got the peanut gallery over here. I'll tell you, we're going to have to have some ushers come and sit between them all here and try to straighten them out. Psalm 54 is what we're going to read. I'll read verse 1, join me on verse 2, and down through the end, only seven verses there. Save me, O God, by thy name, and judge me by thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God, give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers are risen up against me, and oppressors seek after my soul. They have not set God before them, Selah. Behold, God is mine helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. He shall reward evil unto mine enemies. Cut them off in thy truth. I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. For he hath delivered me out of all trouble. And mine eye hath seen his desire upon mine enemies. I want you to notice again verse number 6 there. And this is where the title of my message is this. I will freely sacrifice. It says, I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. I will freely sacrifice. Let's ask the Lord to bless. Father, thank you again for the opportunity to be in church on a Sunday night. And Lord, how good it is to be able to come together with God's people. And uh, Lord, I just, I, I thank you so much for the fellowship that we have. I'm thankful this, this evening we had time for prayer to pray about some burdens and needs and even pray for this service and what a blessing it is to get with other folks and pray and then we sang tonight and oh how glorious it is to hear God's people singing Lord I believe in heaven you listen to us and uh, Lord uh, how sweet it must be to hear a bunch of folks singing about you and Lord we love you and we thank you that we can be here tonight and we ask that you would just speak to us help me as I bring this message Lord I uh, I, I don't deserve to be here in this pulpit and preaching your word, but I thank you for the calling you gave me many, many years ago. And, Lord, I'm glad that uh, I answered the call. I'm glad that, uh, Lord, I said yes to you. And, uh, Lord, I just pray that you would help us now tonight and help me preach. Uh, give me the words to say. We ask for power from thee. And, Lord, if there would be somebody here not saved, I pray you save them tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. You may be seated. I don't know about you, but sometimes, and probably more so for us that are older folks, anyone over 21, all right, eh? But uh, as older folks, the older you get, sometimes it seems to me this, that I hope you understand this right. The Christian life seems to be the same thing over and over. Uh, That's not a bad thing. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, isn't he? And so when I, when I think of this, and, and I sat in my office and I thought, you know, it just seems like sometimes it's the same thing over and over again. And uh, it, it's, I began to think, you know, the Christian life, I find in my own life, and I always pray, Lord, help it be fresh. But I, I look at it sometimes, and I, I sat there and started thinking, it just seems kind of routine. And then again, I thought of that at first, routine is not being so good, but really routine is a good thing. I looked up the word, and that's what I did then. I looked up the word routine, and it says, a sequence of actions regularly followed. It's routine for us to go to church. We just routinely, we do it. We just, it's, it's one of those actions we follow. If it's church Sunday morning, Sunday school, if it's Sunday evening, Wednesday night, what happens? Those are things we do all the time. I mean, every week it doesn't come. Every week we don't say, now, what should we do this week? We you know, I would imagine most every one of us in this room here right now would say, you know, it is our routine. It is. The Christian life is something that we do over and over again. And we need to be consistent in our Christian life. And I thought, you know, even our prayers are that way. Do you ever, you ever sometimes think, does God get tired of me saying the same thing? When we pray for the offering, we always pray. And guys, probably all the fellows that pray for the offering probably, I don't know, maybe this never came to your mind, but... It's almost like we pray the same thing every time. And that's not bad. Because what do we do? We thank God for what he's given us. We ask God to bless what we're giving. We ask God to use that. I know sometimes we try to use some other words to say it. And that's all right. But there's only so many words when you've been a Christian for a long time. And again, like you guys that pray for the offering, who've been praying for the offering for a long time. I don't think we have to come up with new words all the time. Although that wouldn't be wrong. The Christian life is a life of routine, not something that is bad. Uh, I I mean, I think about you and I, when I pray for the message, I always pray that God blesses the message and God speak to our hearts. And sometimes I, I catch myself thinking, do people think that you're just going through that prayer? No, I'm not going just going through it, but that's what's on my heart. When I pray God bless the service, I mean God bless the service. I can't think of a lot of different words I could say. God have your blessings on the service. That's a little bit different. But I think if we're not careful, we'll think, well, you know, and that's why I'm afraid a lot of people go looking for other churches because they feel like they get in a routine. And what will happen is you go to another church, you'll get in a routine also if you're still serving the Lord. Or you can be a hit-and-miss type of person and don't have a routine. But I, I, I thought, you know, I, I pray oftentimes the same thing. And uh, I, I give my testimony. Now, all of us have given, I think probably all of us have given our testimony before. So since we did it once, should we do it again? Why, sure. 
I mean, that's good for us. It would not be wrong to give our testimony again. That's why, you know, many times, many of you can give my testimony. Because I've said it so many times from the pulpit. August 11th, what year? 1971, all right. We all know, I thought I heard someone say 1871. It was 1971. And uh, when I got saved, and, you, and Bill Rice Ranch, and you know that all the time. And, and sometimes I catch myself and say, man, they all know that. But you know what? I still want to give my testimony. It's kind of routine, you know. That's like that. That's what we say. That's what I want to tell. And that's what you ought to do, too. It wouldn't be wrong for you to give your testimony many times a day. You say, but that would be ridiculous. Well, if there's a lot of people that could hear it, it wouldn't hurt to give people the gospel and tell them how that you got saved. Give your testimony. It wouldn't be a harm at all. And so when we pray, it's not wrong to pray. I'm not talking about going through prayer beads or some prayer that someone else wrote, but saying a prayer from our hearts that we really mean. In fact, the Bible says in, in, in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, it says, pray without ceasing. Now, I don't know about you, I don't think you can have a different prayer every time you pray. Because a lot of our prayers are about the same things. We've been praying for people to be saved. You think, well, you know, should I still say, should I still pray that same prayer? Yes. I pray that God would bless my kids, but I prayed that already. God's not, God doesn't care if you pray it every minute, every, pray without ceasing about that. So we've got to be careful that in the Christian life we don't think, well, you know, I've been doing this. And, and, and this is what we like, what I hear. It always scares me when people say, do you know how long I've been doing this? And I know I say it too. But the fact of the matter is, you know what? Praise the Lord. We've been doing it for a long time. I look at David's praying, and here in Psalm 54, David was kind of like that. David was a man who prayed and prayed and prayed. And many of the prayers, you read the book of Psalms, you read, he's praying about the same thing over and over again. It's always, he always was praying for those same things. And, 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 and like what he said in verse number 1 and 2, it says, Save me, O God, by thy name, and judge me by thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God. Give ear to the words of my mouth. David, we can look in the Psalms. We can look also in, 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 in the Old Testament. Excuse me, the Old Testament here. Many times when David was praying... And what was he doing? He was always asking God to save him. Always, and I'm not talking about salvation, about saving him because there was always somebody it seemed like was after him. Oh, Saul hated him, wanted him dead. But David didn't just one time say, oh, God, save me. Many times he said, oh, God, save me. And so David prayed about things. And the reason David prayed the same thing over and over again was not because David was just going through some beads, you know, that, that the, the, the Muslims do. But he was not going through some beads like that. But he was praying over and over again because he was used to coming to God about the needs that he has. Every time I sit down for a meal, I pray. And you know what? Pretty much the same thing. I don't say, dear Lord, bless the dogs. Unless I'm having hot dogs. Amen. I pray, dear Lord, bless the food. I, I, I really believe this. I do that every time I eat. So probably about 20, 30 times a day. But, you know, you say, well, you know, I just, I wish, I, I just feel like I'm in. No, you get in the right type of habit of always praying. 
Lord, bless the food today. That's not a bad thing because you did it at breakfast time and you do it at lunch time. And then you do it again at supper time. And you take a snack, you know, you bring some potato chips out and you start eating some potato chips. And you know, it's not wrong to say, Lord, bless this food. I don't know if he can bless potato chips, but we'll try, amen. And, uh, but we, we keep praying about those things. And, and, and I think about David, he kept praying about things. Why? Because he was used to praying about everything. And he asked God to do something. Look at verse number three. He said, for strength. Strangers. Those were people that were bringing him problems. He said, for strangers are risen up against me, and oppressors seek after my soul. They have not set God before them, Selah. I mean, he is burned about this. Was this the first time he's prayed about those that were against him? Of course not. He's prayed about that over and over again. And these strangers were the ungodly people, and they were godless folks. And then we find in verses 4 and 5, he said, Behold, God is mine helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. He shall reward evil unto mine enemies. Cut them off in thy truth. And he's, he's coming to God about this and asking God to bless them. And he's, I believe he's asking God to help him as he gets back to that throne. And remember the, how, that he, how he left there and his son was causing all kinds of problems. David kept coming to God every time Saul was asking. After him. His son was causing him problems. And he just kept on praying. He asked God in verse 4 to protect him. And then in verse 5, he asked God that he would reward the ungodly. He was saying, God, take care of him. And now you know what God was. But David understood something. Proverbs chapter number 3, verses 4 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. David wanted to be directed by God's paths, and over and over again, he asked God to do things for him. Like that song, I need thee every hour. I need him. Lord never said, when I come to him about something, you already said that. God doesn't get tired of hearing our prayers. Isn't that wonderful? You, know, you, you, may, you may get tired praying it, but God doesn't get tired of hearing it, that's for sure. But then David said something that I want to direct our attention to here tonight in verse number 6. I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will freely sacrifice unto thee. Now for us to get an idea of what this sacrifice is talking about, if you would, keep your place there in Psalm and go with me to 2 Samuel chapter number 24. 2 Samuel chapter number 24. And go to verse number 24. Aren't you glad for a Bible? Amen. Thank the Lord for the word of God. People have all kinds of problems today. They never go to the book to help. Verse 24 says, this is 2 Samuel 24, 24. And the king said unto Aramah, Nay, but I will surely buy it of thee at a price. Neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord my God of that which doth cost me nothing so David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver David said I'm not I'm, I'm willing to pay for this I'm willing to I think this willing I want to sacrifice to God I'm willing to sacrifice even the shekels look what he said and David built what did he do it for and David built there an altar unto the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings, so the Lord was entreated for the land, and the plague was stayed from Israel. God answered that prayer. God answered there because David was willing to sacrifice. I think the sacrifice is kind of 
even in the little statement of verse number 6, back to Psalm 54. He said, I will sacrifice unto thee. I took those words there and I thought, you know, this is a very wonderful picture of what this sacrifice is all about. I broke it down by each word that is in there just real quick. I just want to kind of throw this in and give to you. But I, the word I, first of all, means this, a sacrifice is personal. Every one of us can sacrifice unto God. The fact of the matter is, God's not looking for someone to sacrifice for you. I can't sacrifice for you. You can sacrifice for yourself. You say, oh, I want to sacrifice for the Lord. Then don't expect everybody else to do it. It is something. Real sacrifice is something that is personal. Then the second word is will. And I think about that sacrifice is free will. God doesn't say you have to. God says, I want you to. God wants us to come. And, uh, you know, people sometimes say, why doesn't God just make us love him? Because God wants us to love him. He wants us to have that free will. Whosoever will may come, the Bible says. Now, God said this, I'm not going to make you come to me, but I am giving you the opportunity. If you will, you, you can And so when I think of sacrifice, and in the statement there, I will, that will has the idea of free will. It's something we want to do. And then the word sacrifice kind of tells us what the word sacrifice means. Sacrifice is something that is expensive, something that will cost us something. Sacrifice. Then the word unto in that statement, I think about sacrifice as private. There's a definite object of the sacrifice. I want to sacrifice, that's what he's saying, I will freely sacrifice unto. He's talking about somebody, because we see the next word is thee. He's talking about, I want to sacrifice unto you. And the word thee is a sacrifice that's pointed, specific. And in this situation, it was to the Lord, not just anyone. Now, David's sacrifice unto the Lord in this instance was his praise for God. I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name. You understand, sometimes people say, well, what could I sacrifice? How about trying this? Sacrifice praise. That's something God wants. You know, think, think about it. You can't buy God anything. He has everything. You can't, you can't give God something other than yourself, but you can't give anything to please God. You could give your life, and we're going to find out what that is, though. That is a sacrifice. So it's a good thing, and, and he said that I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. In other words, it's a good thing to give thanks and to praise the Lord. Sometimes people say, well, you know, what could I do that's good? How about praise God and give thanks to him? You know, I just don't know what I can give thanks about. Well, you know, I mean, let, let's face it. Do we not grumble at the price of gasoline? Yeah. And you know, we're driving through Martinsburg. It's now three ninety-seven. And you know what? I'm sure a lot of people are going, wow, it really dropped. It's got a long ways to drop. It's got a long ways to go. But, but, but here's the thing. Aren't you glad at least there is gasoline? He said, man, it costs an arm and a leg. Well, thank God you have an arm and a leg. Amen. Aren't you glad for electricity? Aren't you glad for water? Aren't you glad for the sunshine and the rain and the stars and the sky? I think about all that God has given to us, that, that, that we are to give thanks to him and praise to him. Hey, you're saved. And every one of us ought to be praising God tonight because we're saved. You know, I'm glad I don't have a God that's in, that's, that, that, that takes back what he gave us. 
I'm glad God doesn't say, hey, 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 you, you, you messed up. I, I want my salvation back. That's not what he does. But I know this when I come to him and say, Lord, I sure messed up. And God says, yes, you did. Lord, I'm sorry. He says, I forgive you. David said, cleanse me. Then he said, restore unto me. What did he lose? God didn't take from him. He lost his joy of something he already had, salvation. The goodness of God demands our sacrifice. But our sacrifice, I don't believe, is just to be words. Our sacrifice is more than that. And it's more than giving thanks, although that's the first thing we ought to start with. But there's some other things I'd like to share with you tonight of sacrifice. Excuse me, sacrifice. One of them is this. Number one, the sacrifice of holiness. Now, we're not a holiness church, but I believe in holiness. Amen. We're a Baptist church, but I believe this, before anything, we're to be holy. The Bible said, be holy as I am holy. That's what God said there. But I think about, you know what? When I talk about the sacrifice of holiness, that tells me this. If it's a sacrifice, it's going to cost me something. What does it cost me to have holiness? And it'll cost me the world. The world is not holy. The world is unholy. If I want holiness, I'll not find it in the world. I'll not find it in the bar rooms. I'll not find it in the movie theater. I'll not find it out at the shopping mall. I will not find that anywhere else in this old world. It'll cost me the world. The Bible says in Psalm verse four or chapter four, verse five, offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. You know, this world doesn't know much about righteousness today. You cannot turn a television on and find righteousness hardly at all. You can't turn on a lot of radio broadcast today and find righteousness thank God that righteousness is found in a person that's the Lord Jesus Christ and by the way you can find righteousness in the Bible too it's not a bad thing you say preacher preacher you know the world won't like me do you know it's not a bad thing the world doesn't love you you know when the world says man I don't I don't I don't want anything to do with you yeah that really don't hurt my feelings any and I, I, I'm not hurt really anymore. I used to be. I used to get offended when someone would shut their door on me when I'm soiling. I still, a little bit of a tinge of an anger creeps up. But I think about this. You know what? They're not shutting the door on me. They're shutting the door on Jesus Christ. You know, I, need to, I need to have that sacrifice of holiness to say, Lord, I just want to do what you say no matter what the world says. And the world will make fun. I've told you before, I remember relatives making fun the way we raised our kids. I'll put my kids up against the way they thought. Made a difference. It made a big difference. You know, they say, well, you know, you're too rough on the girls and, the, and your son. You know, they, 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 they're, not, they're, they're not along with, the, with everybody else. They're, they're not up there. They're not doing the things. My kids, they would say, well, you know, can they do this? Can they go there? And we'd say, no, they can't do it. You say, oh, you mean mom and dad? No, 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 no. I don't believe it was that. I believe we understood something about a, that, about a righteousness that was a sacrifice. We did not have the world. And many of you in this room, you know what I'm talking about. The world does not like what you're doing. The world makes fun of us. But bless God, we're still going to sacrifice on, sacrifice this whole world for the Lord Jesus Christ. There's also the sacrifice of joy. It'll cost you something, though, for that sacrifice. You say, what's that? Self-pity. Self-pity. 
Psalm 27 verse 6 says, And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies and round about me. Therefore will I offer in this tabernacle sacrifices of joy. In this tabernacle, that's this. That will offer sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. So you know what we don't need to be doing? We need to quit feeling sorry for ourselves. Oh, that's a hard one to do though, isn't it? It's sometimes just fun to feel sorry for yourself. Come on, get with me now. But you know what? We need to sacrifice ourselves, sacrifice of joy. That means it'll cost us that self-pity where we won't go around feeling sorry for ourselves. You say, but preacher, some things are difficult. We'll join the club. Anybody in here never had any difficult? Maybe you kids so far. Well, no, you got math, so it's been difficult in life. <laughs> what happens? I mean, everybody has difficulty from time to time. But aren't you glad you have God that helps you through the difficulty? The sacrifice of joy. The Bible says in Philippians 4.4, 4, boy, I'll tell you what, we're, we're so guilty of not keeping this, what God said in Philippians 4.4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. How many of you have rejoiced in the Lord all the time? But God said do it, doesn't he? You know what it will take? Sacrifice. To rejoice. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I can't find anything to rejoice about when something happens. I've been called before Mr. Negative. Do you ever do that sometimes? Man, you're also righteous tonight. You need to sacrifice this. I'm telling you right now. I feel like I'm the, I'm the only one. You're all waiting for the invitation for me to go to the altar, right? But, uh, you know, I, I think about, you know, so oftentimes we, we, we don't rejoice. We see the negative instead of the positive, what God does in our lives. I'm glad I'm saved, aren't you? I'm glad for how God takes care of me every day. Sacrifice. There's a sacrifice of repentance. Well, it'll cost you something, too. You say, what will it cost me, my sin? If I repent, that means I'm repenting about that sin that I've committed. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm turning from that. The Bible says in Psalm 51, verse 17, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. Again, David said, I will freely sacrifice unto thee. Now, you know, oftentimes we think of the word sacrifice. We think of well, those animals that they sacrifice. God's saying, I want you to sacrifice your joy. I want you to sacrifice this old, this, uh, this old world. I want you to sacrifice that, uh, 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 the, the, the repentance and, and, and come to me and trust me and ask me to forgive you. There's a sacrifice of thanksgiving. That'll cost us something too. It'll cost us our self-worth. Everything I have is because of him. Well, I work really hard and I did this. Yeah, do you understand? It, was, it wasn't without God. God gives us air to breathe. Well, I'll tell you what, I want to make us wake up and think about this. God gives us air to breathe. He could shut it off any moment. He gives us the health that we can have. That health can be taken away really fast. Sacrifice of thanksgiving. It'll cost us our self-worth. Realizing it's not about us, but it's about the Lord. The Bible says in Psalm 107, verse 22, And let them sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Does God work in your life? Declare it. Declare it. That would be given testimony of what God's done in your life. 
That's a sacrifice. I'm so glad, again, we don't have to go out and get a lamb and sacrifice because Jesus was sacrificed for us. But that doesn't mean there's no reason for us to sacrifice. David didn't have to go out and do all those other things. God, he's talking about here, he says, I will freely sacrifice unto thee. And what did he say? The next thing out of his mouth is this, I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. It's good to give that sacrifice. It's good to give to God that which belongs to him. So many want the attention what God's saying, I want you to give me thanks. You say, preacher, well, I accomplished some things. Well, none of us accomplish anything by ourselves. If you ever did anything good, it was because God helped you. Amen. The sacrifice of prayer, that'll cost us our will. Not my will, but thy will be done, Right? It's going to cost me my will when I sacrifice in prayer. Prayer is asking, but our prayer in asking is, thy will be done. Psalm 141 verse 2 says, let my prayer be set set forth before thee as incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. It'll cost you your will. You know, sometimes people think that their will's best or their will's better than God's will. God's will is the best. When you've been around for a long time, I think even, you don't have to be a preacher to see this, a lot of folks get themselves into problems because of their own will. I mean, we look at it and say, well, I know a lot of young people do that. Yeah, they do. But here's the thing. So do old people. Well, my will, you know, I don't need church. I've been raised in church. I know everything there is. Remember I, remember I told you there was a man one day told me, he says, I don't need to go to church because I, I know everything. Evidently, he doesn't know this. It's wrong to forsake yourself. Hebrews tells us that. How many times people get in such a mess because they follow their own will and then they blame God for it? I'm glad I grew up, and I'm so thankful for the kids in, our, in this church here tonight. You know what they're doing? They're growing up with understanding this. Find God's will. Do God's will. And here's the thing. There's a will that, that you have, too, of yourself. And you say, man, the young boy, the boy, I'm talking the boys right here, but I'm talking about the girls back here, too. God has a will for everybody. And you're only going to have real joy and happiness when you follow God's will. I look back in my life and I think about how I grew up in church and I always heard that, follow God's will, do God's will. My will was a lot different than God's will. But I look back now at the age of 68, I look back and I say, thank God that at 17 years old I surrendered to God and I said, I'll do your will, not my will. You say, could you have made more money? Well, most likely. But the thing was, I found out this, do you know money isn't everything? Now, if, you're, if, you're, if you think money is bad and you don't want it, you give it to me and I will find something to do with it. But the thing is, there's more to life than money. Do you know, as a poor person, we could still be happy? We could still have joy? Because I believe this, that God's will is always the best thing. Do you ever wonder why these missionaries seem so happy when they're going to a land of a third, third world country? Where they're going to go where there's no Walmarts. Well, you can't even think about that, can you? 
I mean, they're going to go to a world where they don't have running water. I was thinking, aren't you glad for indoor plumbing? They're going to go to a place where there's no indoor plumbing and there really ain't any outdoor plumbing much either. I think, you know, thank God. And you look and say, how can they be happy? How can they have joy? How can they be so excited about moving to a country where they don't have all the things we have today? Because they found God's will. and They're going to do God's will. And God's will brings joy. It really does. It'll cost you. You know, the missionaries that go, and they know that they're not going to be able to do for their wives like they could have in the United States. They're not going to be able to buy them stuff and do things and have a nice house for them. You know, that's one of the things I think as, as guys, when we get married, we want to provide for our wives, don't we? All right, good, a couple of you do. The rest of your cheapskates, amen. What happens? You want to provide for your wife? You want to have a nice place for her to live? You want to take care of her? You want to be able to have at least a dollar a week to go to Walmart, amen? And, and, you, and you, want, you want to provide for her, and, and you, think, you think, those dear people, they don't have hardly anything to get, and they, there's no place to go get if they had the money to do it. But uh, the thing is, you know what? They're willing to make that sacrifice of their will for God's will. How many missionaries that are not known by hardly anybody served their life and died in that field? Remember, was it, was it Livingston? He died. They cut his heart out. They just said, we'll ship his body to you, but we want his heart because his heart was with us. And they buried his heart with those people that he served. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we, we need to understand there's something more than this old world has to offer. And God's will is always best. There's the sacrifice of praise. I think we talked about that. It'll cost, it'll cost us our pride. We don't get the praise. We give the praise. We give praise unto God. And many times people want praise for themselves. I've seen people before, you know, well, no one appreciates me. Well, I believe there's people who appreciate you. Sometimes we don't always say. But if I'm doing it for the appreciation of everybody else, I'm doing it for the wrong reason. I know that God is pleased. I lay my head on my pillow through the years. And the devil gives me a hard time about a sermon I'm preached. But I'm always able to lay my head on my pillow and say, Lord, I preach what you laid on my heart. I ask you to guide me, and I, you guided me in that preparation, and I ask you to guide me when I preached it. And God, thank you for allowing me to do what you want. And I don't get praise for him, but one of these days I'm looking for a praise. You say, well, you got pride. No. I just want to hear God say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I'm not looking for him to say, well, you, you outshined them all. Well done. We don't have a sacrifice of praise. Hebrews 13, 15 says, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name I thought it's interesting, continually. We'll give thanks to the Lord continually. That means now and every day and all the time. The sacrifice of our body will cost us something. It'll cost our popularity with the world. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Sometimes you hear people say, well, it's my body. I'll do with it as I please. But God says, I want you to present your body a living sacrifice. Everybody that was ever born has a body. 
that we can sacrifice to God. You say, preacher, I don't have any money. You have a body. Sacrifice it unto him. You know what? Your body would be a whole lot better off sacrificed to him than to yourself or this world. Sacrifice of love, it'll cost us something. It'll cost us anger and bitterness. The Bible says in Ephesians 5, 2, And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us, and offering a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Sacrifice of love. That means this, I can't have bitterness. Because if I have bitterness, I won't love. I won't love. I can't have anger because if I have anger, I won't love. Many times people get angry and they go, I don't love you. I hate you. That's got to go. We've got to sacrifice ourselves and say, Lord, I, I, want, I want to sacrifice my, my, uh, of love. I will, it will cost me my bitter and anger, uh, ang, uh, angriness. Job 15, 12, I'm sorry, John 15, 12, this is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Let's face it, sometimes it's hard to love others, isn't it? It's really hard to love folks when I have anger and become bitter. Amen. Preacher, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time loving folks. Well, maybe because you got anger and bitterness. You say, well, I have a right to. You know what they did to me? What did you do to Jesus? Sinned against him, didn't you? And yet he loves you. Oh, what a great Savior we have. Sacrifice service, real quick, just a couple more here. Sacrifice of service, it'll cost you your life. Philippians 2.17 says, Yea, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. That doesn't mean you will not have any life, but you'll find out that giving your life to the Lord is wonderful when you give it to Him. And I look back and I think, I'm glad. And I think I said it already. I'm glad. I said, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll go wherever you want me to go. That don't make me a super Christian. It just makes me a happy one. Sacrifice of service. Okay. You know, I hear sometimes people say, I've been in the military for so many years. Thank the Lord. You know what I do? I say, thank you for your service. I believe our God says, if we just serve him, many of you have been saved since you were a child. You know, as you get older, you can look back and say, Lord, I, I sacrificed my service for you. I served you. And God says, I know. A sacrifice of service. A sacrifice of giving. That means sometimes it's our possessions. Philippians 4.18 says, But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you. An odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice, acceptable, well-pleasing of God. It was things that were sent to him. You know what? We can give things too, can't we? Tithes and offerings. Aren't they things? Yes. We can give our talents to the Lord. We can give our life to the Lord. Sacrifice of giving. But you see, the most important sacrifice of all is the sacrifice that Christ made for us. The sacrifice of his blood. In a few moments, we're going to take the Lord's Supper. We'll take the bread first. The unleavened because no sin in the body of Christ. We're going to remember, it's going to help us remember what Jesus did for us on the cross of Calvary. There is no saving power in that bread. And then we'll take the fruit of the vine. No, not alcohol. That leaven, that yeast in it there, or in the bread, or the leaven in, the, in, in wine, 
represents sin. There was no sin. Did you hear me? There's no sin in Jesus' blood or his body. He never sinned. But he spilled his blood out of the cross of Calvary. In a moment, when we take the Lord's Supper, and when we close our eyes, I know we don't have a picture to go by other than what somebody painted one day that was not there. But you have a picture of what happened in your mind because of what you read in the Word of God. You know what we all ought to do tonight? Picture Jesus on the cross of Calvary, giving himself for us. The ultimate sacrifice. After what he did, how could we not give sacrifice unto him of all those other things I talked about? The Bible talks about that blood sacrifice even with Abel in Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse number 4. The Bible says, by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Now, why was it so much more an excellent sacrifice? Because of the blood. He said, preacher, I, I'm going to do the best I can to get to heaven. No, that sacrifice won't work. I want the blood of Christ. And so tonight, I ask you this. Will you freely sacrifice to the Lord? That's what David said. He said, I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good. For he hath delivered me out of all trouble. And mine eye has seen his desire upon my enemies. He said, you know what, God? I've seen what you're going to do. You're going to take care of me. My enemies, they can't overcome me. Because you'll take care of me. Jesus sacrificed for us. And I leave you with this question now. Will you freely sacrifice Unto him. You don't have to wonder about what that's all about. I gave you like 9, 10, 11 things there. And I'm sure that's not all of them. But all of us can bring sacrifice unto God. A sacrifice always costs something. Well, if I serve God, I might not be able to make lots of money. Well, you might not. But you might see a lot of souls saved. And doing God's will is the best thing. In all the world. Will you freely sacrifice. Unto him. Because he freely sacrificed. Everything for us. Let's pray. Our heavenly father. We thank you so much again. For the time this evening. Lord I pray you bless this invitation time. Lord I pray you'll speak to us. That we be a people that would give a. A sacrifice to thee. Lord we understand sacrifice. Not something just. Leftovers we give God. It means it's going to cost us something. God help us tonight. To be willing to pay the price. Give that sacrifice to you. Our heads bowed our eyes closed this evening. I wonder if there be anyone here tonight. Say preacher. Well I, I don't know what I can give God. Because I've never really been saved. I wonder if there be anyone here tonight. Say preacher if I died right now. I don't know I'd go to heaven. But I'd like to know that. Preacher, pray for me. Would you slip your hand up? Anyone this evening? Preacher, I don't know that I'm saved, but I'd like to know it. Speak to my heart. Speak to my heart. God, speak into my heart. I need to be saved. Anyone tonight? Tonight, Christian. So, preacher, I know that I'm saved. All right. Let me ask you. Do you find yourself in some of those 
10, 11 things we talked about. Sacrificing unto God those ways. It'll cost you something. But you know what I find out? You know, sometimes it costs something to have something, but then we have it, and it brings a blessing to us. And when you sacrifice unto God, it always brings dividends. It's always a blessing. Tonight, God's speaking to your heart about something. Some area you're not sacrificing unto him, freely sacrificed. I'm not going to take your arm and, and hold it up behind your back and, 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 and make it hurt. I'm not going to do that and try to, try to strong arm you into serving God. I, I'm not going to do that. But here's the thing. God wants you to. No one made me go in the ministry. No one made me go so away. No one made me be a preacher. God called. And I gave to him. Now, that's not just for preachers. That's for every one of us. Freely sacrifice unto him because in a few moments we're going to be reminded again of the sacrifice Jesus gave for us on the cross of Calvary. Father, bless the invitation now. I pray you speak to us in this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.